Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we strive to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. We believe it's no accident you're listening today, and we pray you'll hear something to strengthen, encourage, and inspire you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message, which is already in progress. Struggled with this one because we had such a powerful, awesome cool service last week and uh, I was ready for something really heavy and deep but God kept bringing this this topic up this this idea this this thought so I'm just gonna by faith present it to you and and believe that you love me no matter how um, elementary it might seem how many um how many have ever had to remind somebody of something? How many ever got really frustrated reminding somebody of something? How many of you were so excited when you didn't have to remind that person anymore about something? That's pretty good, right? You're like, Whew. Uh, as I read through the Word of God and we, we look at this, you know, this is no exception. This this letter that Paul wrote was really a reminder letter. It was a letter to a, the believers that um, to remind them to, of what God had already done. And he really was reminding them that they needed to stay in the things of God, Period. I bring that up because um, this is part of what God wants us to remind ourselves about. We need to stay in his presence. We have to stay in his presence. And, and Pastor Tara, she, she had a beautiful example of that where she, how'd she stay in, her, in the presence of Jill? She stood next to Jill, Right? Put her arm around. Anyone? Did anyone see that? Was that last week or that was this week? Right. Okay. I'm making sure I was starting to question. That happened, right? <laughs> to be in his presence needs to stay with him. Um, how many... Uh, does anybody know what the word paradigm means? I don't either. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Paradigm is is a word that's used in scripture. We don't we don't we don't know that because it, it's been translated out of the the Greek term, but really the 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 most basic understanding of what that means is habit, a habitual something or other. And so, if we look back at the scripture that we just read in verse two, where it says, uh, "Therefore, uh, do not conform to the pattern." That is the word paradigm, actually. Uh, I know in the King James Version, it, it doesn't say patterns. It says don't conform. But that Greek word of conform is actually a compound word that includes pattern and, and um, a, uh, the, a good term would be the flight pattern, uh, a constant pattern of over and over again. I want to talk about habits today. Oh man, don't go there, Pastor. 
This is very simple, very plain, very easy. That we all have a ton of habits. Now, habits have normally have kind of a negative connotation to them, right? Um, but habits are actually really uh, can be very helpful. In fact, I believe that habits are are gift from God. They 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 are something that are are good things to have in our our lives. For 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 instance. I think it's a good habit that's really healthy and wonderful that we brush our teeth every day. It's a good habit. If you don't participate in the habit, please do. It's a good habit. It's a good habit that when we leave our home and we go somewhere that we first put on the habit of putting clothes on first. It's a good habit. Keep doing that. Please. See, habits are good. There are good habits. But of course we know that there are habits that are not so good. Habits are something that God has established for us to use for our benefit. But we also know that habits can be a hang-up. Right? No? Okay, good. All right. So. Can everybody close their eyes for a moment? Anyone have an elbow that's feeling bad? I don't know why, but I just feel compelled. Somebody, some, anybody have an elbow that's giving them a hard time? You do? Are you willing to come up? So I can pray over you. I don't know why it just keeps. Is it, this okay, right? Um, reach out your hand, Star. Which, which elbow was it? Father, I thank you that you're in this room. Father, I thank you that the truth is that you are a healing God. A God that removes pain. And so in this moment, we pray for this elbow right now in Jesus' name. We thank you that by stripes you were healed. In the name of of Jesus, the authority of Christ Jesus. This elbow is healed. It functions as God has intended it to function. Free of pain. Free of weaknesses. In Jesus' name. Body. Within this body is the Spirit of God. Body surrender to the Spirit and be healed in Jesus' name. What uh, what could you not do before? World baseball. <laughs> Anybody got any baseballs? That's why I said it was Garrett's fault because we've been playing baseball. All right. <laughs> and I heard it. Okay. 
partially, partially done? How many know that God's not a partial God? How many know God's not a partial God? Amen? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus right now. Every angle, every muscle, every tendon, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you no matter the reason for the injury, you're the God of healing. In Jesus' name. Arm, line up. Healing manifest in this body in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God, we want a lot of it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He said, maybe I'm going to throw today. Amen. Come on, give God praise. He's not done. He's gone. Good. Amen. Amen. Where were we? Good habits. We want to build good habits. Um, habits are important. Habits are good. And uh, so my, my heart was that, you know, as we, we kick off spring, we might as well, you know, we're used to the spring cleaning. How many know we're in spring? In Jesus' name, we're in spring, right? <laughs> we are in spring, headed to, to summer. And uh, we, want to, we want to clean out the bad habits. We want to bring in the freshness of the goodness of God in our homes, in our lives, in our families, so that we can take it to outside of that. Amen? Um, so my, I have a couple questions. You can write them down. You can think about them. Pray about them. This is rhetorical in this moment. What are some personal disciplines that you want to add in your life? I ask this question because you might not think, I, maybe I, I don't, I don't think I thought about that before. And I think we need to think about what personal disciplines do we want to add? What things that we want to get better at? You can be practical. It doesn't have to be all hyper-spiritual. What are some good habits you would want to do? Habits, they say, form, they say, whoever they is, says the form between 21 and 60 days. Okay? Um, and so give yourself some grace and mercy on that. Some take longer. Some take less. Depends on the habit. Depends on if there's an addiction attached, a chemical addiction to that. Obviously, we understand all that. But it's important to have habits. Uh, good habits and to kick the bad habits. The reason why I'm going to just give you some habit facts and then we're going to we're going to do some more prayer at the end here. Uh, habits are part of God's design. So you're following out your handout. Habits are part of God's design. Um, God is the one who made our brains. And he's made our brains in a way that they will function in a way that's going to help us Right? God didn't develop us so that we had a problem. He developed us when, in mind when he said it is good, it was good. And so he had good things in store with our brain. And, and I know that sometimes it doesn't feel like our brain is right on with some things. But God originally created it that way. And he created us to have habits. And it's part of his 
design, but we also know that the enemy takes what the enemy meant or what God meant for good. We usually say it this way: God turns what the enemy meant for evil for good. But see, the enemy is a counterfeit, and he will try to take a good thing that God makes and try to pollute it. He, he, the enemy will try to take a, a good thing and corrupt it, um, pervert it, counterfeit it. Bad habits steal our time. Bad habits steal our joy at times. Good habits would do the opposite of that thing. Right? Number two, habits will help you or hurt you. Now at this point, all of you are thinking, um, Pastor, did you get this out of the kindergartner book? You, you, I mean... I realized this when I was 12 months old. I'm reminding you of something, and we'll, we'll, don't worry, God's going to get us in a moment. So just bear with me. Habits will help you or hurt you. Habits will take you forward in life or they'll throw you in reverse. We probably should ask for a show of hands of people that find a habit that's thrown us in reverse, but we're not going to glorify those things. Habits will help work for us or it can work against you. The third thing is, habits develop because the brain's always looking for ways to be more efficient. Habits develop because the brain is always looking for more ways to be efficient. Therefore, repetitive behavior would help develop. It moves us into, it moves us from a conscious action to a subconscious action. Anybody awake today? You're okay? I know this is very um, different. Hold on, don't worry. Habits are on purpose. God wants to be our habit. Do you know that up to, this is your next point, up to 40% of everything we do as humans, our daily function is directed by habits. 40% is done by habit. Now think about that for a minute. That's nearly half of every decision I make is habitual. Do you, do you realize the power of that? 40% of the things you do? That's a lot of power that a habit has over our lives. Right? That, that's a lot of uh, uh, good or evil, whatever, however that habit is affecting you. If we create a healthy, godly habit, it's going to 40%, a minimum of 40% increase goodness in our life. Uh, Michelle and I will, we've de we haven't done it in a little while, we'll, we'll do a, a marriage series or something and we say that, that in this truth that 
your relationship can get better by a minimum 50% by if just one person in the does something better. So we can say easily by 50%. In that same vein, this is what we're saying. The habits that we develop can change your life by 40% or affect your life by 40%. Now again, I want to go back to the truth that God created this opportunity. It's not a world thing. It's a godly thing that we should be mindful of. If Paul is saying, therefore, do not conform any, uh, to the pattern of this world, there must be a pattern, a habit that has been perpetual, that is not leading us and getting us to the place we need to go. Otherwise, God wouldn't have had him write it in it. But he says that, listen, it's okay because even though that's powerful and that's mighty, he says this, he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we have hope. That we can change the habit. Say I can change. I did a lot of research because I want to find out for sure if this was truth or not. And to be honest with you, I don't know if the scenario is true. But I think that you'll understand that uh, the heart of what it is. Has anyone ever heard of the flea in the jar project the idea was that the scientists put the flea put fleas inside of a jar okay now i don't if you know that i i don't know how many of you are are well versed on your flea um, knowledge but fleas can jump uh can leap like two feet um there's something like i forget what it is there's this this number it's like you know hundred times their their own size kind of a thing that one guy said as i was doing research said that the equivalent would be a human if a human could jump or leap like a flea could a human every human could leap about 385 feet that'd be cool we can't do that but the fleas can do this so the idea is they put the fleas in the, the jar and then they, they put the, the, the lid on the jar and the fleas did what fleas do. They jump. And they jumped and they jumped and they jumped and they couldn't. They kept hitting that lid. They kept hitting that lid to the point that about three to four days after that, the fleas, though they were able to jump, keep, kept jumping just shy of the lid. Why? Because it was hit. They're hitting their heads. Or their feet or however. I don't know if they jump upside down or what. Anyway, they were injuring themselves. And they were like, this hurts. And so they noticed that the fleas began to jump. And as they would jump, they would just be shy of the lid. So, like, okay, that's interesting. So they took the lid off of the jar. And what they found is the fleas continued to jump at the level of the lid even though the lid was off they didn't go any higher because they had been conditioned they had developed a habit they realized i'm not going to make it and so they they settled in their heart and their mind or whatever if they have minds and hearts i don't know but they settled that they couldn't go beyond that ceiling
when you received Christ, before Christ, guess what? As a human, as a natural individual person, we definitely had a ceiling. But God removed that burden, removed that ceiling. And the Bible is telling us that though I know we've experienced heartache and challenge and issues and all these things, but Christ took the lid off of that jar so that we could fulfill our destiny. Somebody say, I'm taking the lid off. You're not busting your lid. You're taking the lid off. There's a difference. And this is why, why habits are so important to understand. Because in this world, we have a limitation. But we sang a song already this morning that said that, 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 we, that God overcame. That we're able to do more than we, we used to be able to do. We've been given freedom. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. Now, I know that all of us experience life, and sometimes it's like this. It feels like this. And I'm trying to remind you the spiritual understanding that God has removed the lid. And if we'll dare to break the, the habitual lie of the enemy that we are, still, we are still held by bondage and sin and darkness and disease, sickness and disease, if we will still live there, we will never work beyond that. I'm not calling you fleas, but I'm saying to act like the flea before the, seat, the lid came on. I don't want anyone to write and say, Pastor, call me a flea today. I'm not going back to that place. He's a flea. I'm not a flea. I want you to bow your heads for a minute. The Bible says, Jesus says, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. And if we stopped there, we'd have to walk through some of that. But God had more to say about that. He said, in life, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. The habit that I'm talking about today is more about the habits in our mind that lie to us, that tell us that, well, this is, God, this is just the way I am. I see other people getting healed or I see other people, you know, doing great things for God. This is just me. This is just how God made me. It's not what God said. Or... Maybe it's not about us. Maybe it's, it's about someone you know. That's just how they are. They've always been that way. They'll always be that way. That's a bad habit. Well, that's just how God wants me to be. Busted and broken. Bummed out. We're talking about rewiring. God, I pray that we would rewire to your truth today. That habits could work for us. 
that we're taking back the habit for the truth of what it was for. It was a benefit for us. That if we stay in the habit of your presence, if we stay in the habit of your love, if we stay in the habit of your truths, it will work for us and not against us. You are for us and not against us. When we renew our mind, God, I pray that as we do, that the word, your word, becomes so strong that we build, that it, we exercise our faith in the truth and we begin to do what you call us to do. I break every habit that's hindering us from what God has. I ask you to do that in this moment right now, God, in Jesus' name. Now, I just prayed for you, but I also need you to know this. When Paul wrote this, he, he wasn't praying. He wasn't praying for them. He was instructing them that they had to do something. Don't, do not conform any longer to the patterns world. I'm sure Paul would have, you know, if he could, he would have just fixed it for them. But he had to, he had to help remind them that they had to do something. But I also remind you that he's given us the power. God has given us the power to overcome that thing. Amen? Um, when we renew our minds to the thing of God, when we remove, re, remove the lid of our own understanding, when we lean on his understanding, sky's the limit. Somebody say amen, that's for me. All right, close your eyes one more time. This is what the Holy Spirit. Don't try and do it by your own strength. Don't try to just change behavior. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop trying to feed to not feed the soul. Instead, stay in the spirit. Stay in his presence. Start living in God's word and his, and his heart for what he wants. Miss Deb, can you come up? I want to combine a few of these verses that we've been studying over the last few weeks. So Romans chapter two verse or verse twelve or chapter twelve verse two in our context scripture for the whole series. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then to be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, perfect, and pleasing will. Romans 8, we, we did this a few weeks ago. Romans 8, 5 and 8. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on the, what the Spirit desires. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. 
an evil man, evil things out of the evil story of his heart. For, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But, verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. And it says he is a tree, he's like a tree planted by streams of water which yield its fruit in season whose leaves do not wither. Whatever he does prospers. That word meditate is the Greek word. It's, it's, it's to revolve around and to plays over and over like instant replay. Building, what it was saying is building a healthy habit. And here's the last scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 5. For though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Somebody say divine power. They have divine power to, to demolish strongholds. Now, stronghold is, is a habit or a fortress or something that's trying to hold you back that has held us in bondage. Do you see that? The weapons we fight are, are, the, are not of the world. On contrary, they, are, they have divine power to, to demolish strongholds, that habit, that hang-up. You ever watched, any, anyone ever watched a, um, a video of them demoing uh, a, an old building? By the time they're done, it's like, it's powerful, isn't it? You watch this. Uh, what's the ball thing wrecking ball thank you Brian's my other half of my brain thank you and the wrecking ball comes in boom Has, it's powerful right it says that the power that, that the divine power to demolish strongholds it says we demolish verse, verse 5 we demolish arguments so it's not just strongholds, but there's arguments. Arguments, that word is, car it's, it's, what it means is carnal reasoning, imagination, carnal imagination. It, it breaks those things. And every pretension, in other words, every high thing, everything that's trying to, to say that I'm more powerful than God, it says that the things that we fight with will beat those things, those high things that set itself up, exalt, Against the knowledge of God. Against is the Greek word. It's, a, it's like a host, it's hostile towards. But it also refers to someone hostile towards somebody. Uh, um, I, I wrote this down because I had to get this right. Refers to something lower trying to, to, trying to take something that is higher and bring the higher down to the lower thing. Sounds like the devil to me. And we, somebody say we, take captive. Let me, let me put that again. It doesn't say God takes captive. It doesn't say pastor is going to take captive for us. It says we, somebody say we, take captive. 
every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I'm going to take every thought, every habit, and I'm going to make it obedient to Jesus. And I can do that because He demolishes in His power and His right everything that's trying to stop me from receiving everything that God has for me. He's already demolished it if I will put my mind in His heart and His truth of what He says. You're going to take captive, as in like a prisoner of war. Obedient, complacent, being compliant, complying. It says every thought must bow and kneel to the name of Jesus. All authority in Jesus, Yeshua, Messiah, the Anointed One. All authority of Christ Jesus has been given to you. Go, do. But we have a decision. We're in His salvation, but we can walk through in His might. He's removed the lid. So I, this, this week, I started this week telling you that I had this event that I had to participate in. So this is what I did for myself. As I was praying, God, I need direction. He had me look in the mirror. You know what he said? Mr. Flea, the lid's been removed. Someone said, as I mentioned to someone I love very much, said this to me. Your gift goes before you. And I want to reiterate that to each one of you. Your gift goes before you. Your gift goes before you. The gift of the Holy Spirit. His gift goes before you. If he goes before you, then he's taking care of it for us. It goes before you. Amen? You guys doing okay? You bow your heads. I tried something today. I don't know if it worked or didn't work. Try to be a little more disjointed today in hopes that we'd break the habit. Break the habit of, of expectation of, well, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen. I, I kind of threw some of this stuff out randomly because I wanted what, what, what God says, you know what, let's just throw the crumbs and see who picked them up. My question is, what is the Holy Spirit telling you? What did you what did the Holy Spirit remind you of a habit or hang up? 
either one to to get better at or to get rid of one, whatever, whatever. Now, this is not a, a, a condemnation thing. This is a, a drawing ourselves closer to God thing. What about habits in your life? I got a list of them that he reminded me of. I'm not going to tell you. But my list might be longer than the rest. And as I looked in that mirror, he said, don't conform to the pattern of this world. Don't conform to the expectation of the world. Don't conform to the expectation of your past experience, what you feel, what you've been told. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I think it's interesting that verse before this, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. I think that's funny. This is why I think we need to be reminded. Because living sacrifices sometimes crawl off the altar. And that's why I think he said, do it daily. Because we have a habit of crawling off of that I'm with, I surrender to you, Father, on Sunday mornings. You were so good. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that can become a habit. Lord, forgive us of that. So in, right now in this room, I, I'm going to ask you to do this. I, I want you to, I want you to actually ask God. I want to take a moment just to say, what, what, God, what, what is Holy Spirit? What are you telling me? What habits do I need to develop, strengthen? What habits do I need to cut off? Father, I pray in this moment that as we focus on the the truth of your word, we don't want to conform any longer to the pattern of this world. We didn't receive Christ to have the same from the world that we had before. God, I pray that right now that we are compelled by the Spirit of God. Break the ceiling in our minds. And that you would remind us to go to your word. Stay in your word. Stay in your presence. To remind us that in fact, staying in your presence simply means to recognize that you're with us all of the time. I pray this in Jesus' name. And right now, I just pray over every habit that's working against the believer right now in Jesus' name. By the authority in Christ Jesus, every bad habit, every habit that's 
turning us further away from the truth of God's word. We break it now in Jesus' name. We give you that habit, this habit, an eviction notice in Jesus' name. Get out. Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Say this with me. Say, Father God, I receive you and your help. And I will declare your word, your truth. I will make a habit. Of declaring your truths and your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Word of Life Family Church. If you're ever in the area, please join us for one of our Sunday services at 10 a.m., or for Bible study on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, check out our website at wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Thanks for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you. Yeah.